In the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 3, verses 8 and 9, it says this. Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child, and therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be, if he shall call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, for thy servant heareth. Samuel was just a little boy, and, and he had been given by his mother to the Lord, and so he was there with the, prophet, uh, with the uh, priest Eli, and Eli was, Eli was in bad shape. He was in bad shape spiritually, and, but still he had enough God in him to know that when the little boy came to him, he said, I heard a voice saying, call him my name. And I th thought it was you. And he said, it wasn't me. And I think he did it three times. He said, what did you want? He said, I didn't call you. And finally, Eli got it. He said, the Lord's talking to you. Go back and lay down again. And when you get, when, if you hear it again, say, speak for your servant is listening. And uh, so I want to talk about that in just a minute. About I'm listening, Lord. I'll try not to go too long. Um, you know, you've, you've heard people say that uh, the Lord told me, the Lord said, the Lord's been telling me, the Lord's been talking to me, and I know you can get in trouble. I know you can get in trouble having somebody come to you and say, the Lord told me something about you. <laughs> you, know, you get in big trouble that way. But sometimes God speaks to our hearts, and if we're listening, man, some incredible things happen. There's a, there's a story in the New Testament uh, in, the, in the book of Acts uh, about the Apostle Paul. And he's having to go on a prisoner ship uh, to stand trial in Rome. And he, he tells the, the, the people, you know, um, um, we, sh we shouldn't sail now. I got a feeling we shouldn't sail. And they told him, preacher, you know, leave the sailing to the sailors and you just go pray and whatever you preachers do all day long, just go do that and uh, leave it to us. And, of course, it isn't very long until it comes out that they're, they're in the middle of a hurricane. <laughs> and uh, uh, listen to what it says. It's after a long absence, Paul had gone down in the, in the middle of the ship and, and did what they were told him to do and leave them alone. He said, but then he comes forth and he's in the midst of them and said, sirs, you should have hearkened unto me and not loosed from Crete to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of the Lord, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given you all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God. Now, if you're ever on a ship and it's in the middle of a storm and you've told the captain ahead of time, we shouldn't go, I just feel in my gut, I just feel in my heart that we shouldn't go, and then you go down to the bottom of the ship and you're praying and an angel stands by you and tells you this and everything, and you come up on the deck, probably the first thing out of your mouth shouldn't be, I told you so. But that's what Paul did. That's exactly what he did. He said, sir, you should have listened to me. You should have hearkened. I told you so. But anyway, um, <laughs> that's, that's what he said. And he said, this night an angel of the Lord has stood by me and he has calmed my heart. You ever see, you ever hear somebody say, sometimes God calms the storm and sometimes he just calms us? That happens sometimes. Sometimes God calms the storm and sometimes he just calms us. If you're not in a storm today and there's not a storm raging in your family somewhere, somewhere down the line, things will happen and it will shake you up. And how good it is to be able to hear a word from the Lord. Over the years, I, I, know, I know people that, that say this happens to them every day. You know, it, it does it to me. It, never, it didn't. I, you know, I can count on both hands how many times that I knew that it was God speaking to me. But, I, but those times were very important times. And um, uh, so anyway, sometimes God speaks to our hearts to calm us during the storm. 
And you need to be the kind of person, you probably, maybe you already are, but you need to be the kind of person that God can speak to your heart and calm you. Sometimes when everybody else is going to pieces, it's really beneficial to have at least one person in the room that knows how to talk to God and God can speak to them and they can hear and they can give words of encouragement uh, that will help you. Um, sometimes that's what it's about. I think a lot of people are scared to uh, allow God to speak to their heart because they're afraid he's going to say something to them. You know, I'm calling you to jungles of Africa to preach the gospel the rest of your life, you know. And, and, we're, and we're scared about some things. And I, I had a sister tell me one time, she said, what would you do if, you, you know, your, your son or your, your daughter, or, you know, or, uh, were called to go to a foreign field and preach the gospel, you know, in some horrible place or something? You know, I said, well, I would, that, would, that would be a, a big uh, 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 trial and 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 uh, I said, but you know what? If they didn't do it, they'd be out of the will of the Lord, and I don't ever want one of them to get out of the will of the Lord. That scares me to death. So, um, if I had my druthers, I'd rather them be in the will of the Lord. Sometimes it's not such a dire thing. Sometimes it's just something to be a blessing to somebody else. I was driving down the highway. Uh, I'm away to Enid, and. Um, I pass a car, and um, they're broke down, steam's coming out of the car, and I'm busy, <laughs> and I know this is going to take time, and I'm not a mechanic, so there's nothing really I can do for them, right? They got cell phones, they call a mechanic, they call a tow truck, and I'm going, I just passed their car, and about a month earlier, my car had overheated just a weird thing. It's never done it since. It overheated while I was in Enid. I was at the car wash. And I get back in the car and started up and it's red hot. And Culligan people are right on the property there. And I went over there and he gave me a gallon jug of pure water from Culligan. <laughs> I'll put in a little plug for him. It's the best water there is. <laughs> and he said, don't cost you a thing. Just take it. And so I filled it up with water. And then I filled in the radiator and I filled the water up in the bottle again. I left it in there in case the car ever did that again, you know, and, I, and I, when I passed that car, the Holy Spirit said, they could use that gallon of water you're just carrying around back in the trunk of your car that somebody gave you. Go give it to them. So you don't have to go very far in 412 until you can make it every half mile. There's a place you can turn around. So I turned around and went back out there. Get out there and these people, there's a Mexican family. The dad couldn't speak English. The mom could speak a little bit of English. They had a teenage daughter that was with them. She could speak English really well. And they're huddled up over there a little bit, and I give them this gallon of water, and they're, they're trying to put it in a car and everything. And, and um, uh, the girl says, are you going to Enid? And I said, yes. She said, you know where Jumbo's grocery store is? And I said, yes, I'll put in a plug for this great grocery store in Enid. <laughs> Go there often. They have great ice cream. Don't they, Jaxie? <laughs> and um, I said, yes, I know where Jumbo's is. That's where I'm headed. She said, well, we just live like a block from there. Is there any way you could take my mom with you, my uncle lives in the house down here and he can come back and, and help us. And I said, sure, I'll do that. And so she gets in the car and we're driving down the road. And the Lord says, man, I knew it was God. I didn't want to hear it, but I knew it was God. They're gonna have a mechanics bill. You need to help them out a little bit. And I had just cashed a check. So I had two $100 bills and two $20 bills in my pocket. And I thought, 
Okay, I can give him, I'll give him one of those 20s. And I heard the Lord just as plain as I'm speaking. That ain't, what got me with all this is I was telling the church the other day, I said, the Holy Spirit was speaking to my heart and he sounded like, he was sounding like me because this is exactly the way I would say it. That ain't gonna do no good. Give him one of those $100 bills. Just like that. And I said, I ain't got a lot of $100 bills just laying around. Give away to people. And he said, sure you do. You got two of them right there in your wallet. I saw them. <laughs> so, from then on, I never let the Lord see what I've got in my wallet. <laughs> Don't ever do that. <laughs> uh, I got that $100 bill out, and I, this strange lady over here, I just took it, and I handed it to her, and I said, bless you. And she said, I can't take that. I said, yes, you can. I'm going to bless you. Bless you. And she started to cry. And uh, she wanted to know where I pastor church for them to come. <laughs> You know, she want, want to know where I, I wouldn't be able to minister to him anyway because I don't speak Spanish. So I wouldn't be able to help them at all. But I took her home and uh, got groceries. I was coming back home. I got to the overpass and I looked down the highway and they'd almost made it to Enid. I saw them down there. The hood was up. Steam was rolling out. I knew what had happened. Anybody's ever had your car overheat like that? You let it sit on the road and you wait, cool off a little bit and you try to drive a couple more miles and then you sit there. And that's what they'd been doing. It was a hot day. So the Holy Spirit wasn't through with me. So go back there and get him a couple of ice cold Cokes and take it to him. So I turned around and went back, and I did. And that's, all, that's the end of the story. I don't know anything else about it, but I felt 10 feet tall all the way back home. I thought, man, I'm doing the Lord's work. And I just cried, and I thanked the Lord. I'm a big crybaby. I just thanked the Lord that he could call on me and I could bless somebody. I don't think they'll ever forget that for whatever reason. So sometimes it's so we can be a service to somebody else. The Holy Spirit will speak to us. Sometimes it's to display his compassion in a heartbreaking time. We had a lady in our church who had been diagnosed with breast cancer and, and uh, was our church treasurer. And um, anyway, she goes and, and gets the final stuff, what, what they're going to have to do and everything. And, and uh, said she was coming. She's telling us in Sunday school. She said, I was coming out of Enid. I didn't get a mile from Eden. She said, the Holy Spirit was just in, my, in that car. She said, I was just crying and worshiping the Lord, and uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't see to drive. She said, I pulled over, the, pulled over the side of the road and just sat there for a while, just praising the Lord and worshiping. She said, and the Lord, the Holy Spirit spoke to me right there, right there, you know. And so I'm sitting there and teaching this Sunday school class, and I said, what'd he say? <laughs> Would you say that? What'd the Lord say to you? And she said, he told me two things. He told me, you're going to be okay. And that was 15 or 20 years ago. She's never had any recurrence, so I guess he told the truth. <laughs> You're going to be okay. And then she said, he said, I love you so much. And I said, what? She said, he said, I love you so much. She said, and I just, I just was praising the Lord. I said, I tell you that every week when you come to church. Have you not been listening? <laughs> I tell you every week the Lord loves you. I feel like a dummy, but I just blurted that out. And uh, <laughs> the difference is the Holy Spirit said it to her. Yes. I could tell you all day long, but the Holy Spirit said it to her. Yeah. And it just blessed her because yeah. he said it. Sometimes when the Holy Spirit speaks to your heart and you know it was God, and you try to share it to somebody else, it loses a whole lot in the translation because God said it to you. He didn't say it to them. But it was a blessing to her. Then one time, I come to a Sunday night Bible study at Elm Grove Community Church. <laughs> you know where that is? <laughs> we were down here visiting, and uh, 
And uh, Jared was going to be teaching a Bible study that night, and he said, uh, I don't know if I've ever told Jared this. Uh, Barb might have told Jenny, but... Uh, Uh, Jared had called me the, during the week, and we were talking, and he said, uh, Brother White told me that he, he uh, finally got around to, I've written two books, and uh, one book's real serious about Christmas, and the second one's just funny stories about me and Barb, and uh, we're called Nan and Papa at our house, so it's titled, Before Nan and Papa, We're Nan and Papa, and I gave him both copies, and about a year later, he got around to reading them, I think it was, <laughs> no, I don't know <laughs> I don't know how long it was, anyway. <laughs> but he had told Jared, he said, I got, I got your father-in-law's book out Sunday afternoon, and I started reading it. I read the whole thing without putting it down. <laughs> and uh, Jared told me that, and it made me feel good that he did that. And so uh, after Jared did the Bible study, um, I'm, I'm going up, pastor's up there by Jared, and I'm sitting back at the other end, and, and um, I walk up to him to, to say hi and everything, and there's been half a dozen times that the Lord has spoken to my heart and there was such an anointing on it that I couldn't talk. This is one of those times. I mean, to the point that I tried to tell Barbara, can you get words out? Just cry. It was probably two or three weeks before I could tell Barbara. This has happened to me half a dozen times. There's been a couple of times in my life when the presence of the Lord was so strong I couldn't stand but in these cases, I couldn't talk. And all I could do was cry. And I don't cry pretty. So, so don't want that to happen. <laughs> Some guys do. They get up and preach, you know, and they get emotional and just go around and preach. And boy, if I lose it, I'm, it's not good. So anyway, I, I, I make a way up there. And the uh, reason I'm telling this is because we were just joking and just laughing and stuff and talking. And still... The Holy Spirit took something you said. You don't even know about it. You don't know about it right now. Took something you said and just blessed my heart. Um, and I've thought about it a lot of times. I thought, I joke all the time. And I thought, I wonder, if I, <laughs> I wonder if I'm close enough to the Lord that I ever was joking with anybody and the Lord used any of that. <laughs> but I come up there and I said, hey, I said, uh, Jared called me and told me you read my book and you, you read it all in one afternoon you enjoyed it and I said, he said yeah he said you probably don't remember you said uh, well I know the author it's different when you know the author like that that's all he said I know the author me <laughs> and it's different when you know the author and we just laughed and I turned around and in the time it took me to turn around and start over to where Jared was the Holy Spirit said you read my book you know me, it's different when you know the author. He was just affirming the fact that I'm his and he's mine. And if he hadn't said anything else, that'd have been great. I'd still be telling the story, but that wasn't the end of it. You read my book and you know me, it's different when you know the author. And then he said, and all those promises in it are for you too. Oh, I knew I was gonna lose it. I, and I, I'd been here a little while with Jared this is a big old church. And I'd been here a little while with Jared and walking around the place. And I knew that if you left that place where we were having our service and you went that way about three or 400 yards, <laughs> then you hang a left and go about a quarter of a mile down there. There's a men's restroom. And I thought, that's where I'm headed. <laughs> but before I could get out, Brother Craig's standing in front of me, you know, and he, he's got to greet me. And 
he wants a hug and 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 so but and I was real short quick with him and left and I went down there and I stayed in the bathroom for half an hour and there wasn't anybody bothered me and I just stayed there and just cried and and I knew I knew I was and so uh, finally I come back and left Jared to and everybody else take care of whatever they take care of before they go home and then I came back and we get in the pickup and Jared looks at me and he said something happened and I said yeah and he didn't say anymore <laughs> and I didn't either and I don't know that he's ever heard this story or not. I think Barbara might have told Jenny. I tried to tell my son a couple of days later. We used to get together and eat lunch. Used to every Monday we'd eat lunch together, but I couldn't tell him. I couldn't tell Barb for a day or two after it. But that just blessed my heart. And um, you're right in the middle of that. <laughs> you didn't even know it. <laughs> I just think that's so cool. It's one thing to start out and say, I'm going to say something really cool to him. Maybe God will you know, anoint what I'm going to say and everything. But when you're just talking... Yeah, with a friend, and the Holy Spirit grabs something you said. I just think that's really cool. <laughs> so I said sometimes it's to calm us during the storm. Sometimes it's for, so we can be of service. Sometimes it's to display his compassion. And sometimes it's just when we're past the time with a friend. Sometimes it's to calm us when our hearts are breaking. This is my last little story. I'm about done. My dad was diagnosed with cancer. He, he did, had cancer 18 years earlier. And, but this time, there wasn't going to be any help. And they, dad was 80. And um, they said he had four months to live. And he died four months to the day from when they said that. And um, my dad was lost. My dad was a short, he's five foot seven, muscled up guy, five foot seven. But uh, to me, he was a giant. He was the hardest guy in the world for me to talk to. Even though he loved me and loved the fact that I was a preacher, still it was just hard to talk to him, you know. And uh, had that going on in my mind. I'd been in Enid all day, and I used to do a lot of cabinet work, and there was a business that was building a new office building, that, and they wanted me to do the cabinet work for them in their office. And I got over there and trying to finish up, and in those days, I did it all, all the laminate on top and all the glue and all that stuff that you got to... Ugh. Anyway, it was just a rotten day. It was after Thanksgiving, and it was just rotten, cold. It had been spitting snow all day. The formica glue wouldn't dry. It should have taken three or four hours to do the job. I was there all day long. I was dead tired. I come home thinking about Dad, and the fact that he's lost, and you know, and 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 he's dying, and and um, everybody, my family, all claims they know the Lord, but they all want to leave it this kind of thing up to me, you know, and. And I come home and I just back the truck up to the barn and unload everything and I'm dead tired. And I come in, I just come in the door and Barbara said, your mom called today, your, your Aunt Dorothy passed away, just died suddenly, mom's sister. My Aunt Dorothy was one of those ladies that you've heard say, if anybody made it to heaven when she died, that lady made it to heaven. She was that kind of lady. And she just sat down to do her, um, what do they call it, embroidering that she would make make gifts for Christmas for people. And she said, oh, she just went to heaven. And, uh, but it's just like somebody punched me in the stomach. And uh, I just looked at Barb. She had supper ready for me. And I said, I got to go to the church. And I left and went to the church. And I got out and I started up the sidewalk to the front door. And I looked up and the clouds, that front had just passed by. And there was just a line of clouds back to the east and to the west and very straight above me and to the west was just crystal clear and a big bright full moon. And I had something I needed to say to God. 
made me think of God. And there's a thing or two I needed to say to him. So I just stopped and I just looked up and I, I just said, God, where are you in all of this? And uh, one of those times, he said, I'm still here. I'm right here. I've told this half a dozen times over the years. I'm still here. I'm right here. He knew some things I didn't know. A month later, I was visiting with Dad. We went down for the weekend, and Dad liked to get up real early and work the crossword puzzle, uh, Fort Smith newspaper. When I was down there with him, I'd get up 5 o'clock in the morning. It came early, and, and uh, we'd work the crossword puzzle together. But this Saturday morning, I was there on a mission from God, <laughs> and we were working that puzzle together, and Dad's hands were kind of shaky, so I had to do the writing. He knew most of the answers, not me. And uh, I just stopped, and I said, Dad, we got to have a talk. And um, so I talked to him about his soul, and I led my dad to the Lord. If that had been the only thing, that would have been really cool, too. <laughs> but about another month later, I was down visiting by myself, and I've never done this before or since, but it was getting close to bedtime, and I made my way into the living room. There was nobody in there, and I went over, and I knelt down at the couch. Never, never prayed there before. Lived there since I was 16 and never prayed there. Knelt down at the couch, but I did that and I knelt down there. And I just was praying a little bit and I felt somebody's hand on my shoulder. And it was my dad. And I heard him praying for me. He wasn't good at it. <laughs> but man, it was precious to me. He was asking God to help me. And so not only did I get to lead my dad to the Lord before he died... I'm the only person in my family that ever heard my dad pray. I think that's what the Lord was trying to tell me when he said, I'm right here, bud. I'm still here. Does God have something he want to say to you? I just said all this so I could ask you this question this morning. Does God have the permission <laughs> to interrupt you? And a lot of you would say, Sure. But I want to ask you this question. Have you ever said to the Lord, Lord, you have complete permission to interrupt my day anytime you want to. I'm giving you permission to speak to my heart anytime you want to. Maybe everybody here has done it. Maybe some of you haven't. Now I want you to be the kind of people, anywhere you go, I want you to be the kind of people that God can speak to. And you'll just say, I know that voice. Jesus said he was our shepherd and we we're his sheep and the shepherd knows his voice. We respond to it. So I'm going to ask you to stand with me, would you please? And I'm going to say a prayer. While I'm saying a prayer, I want you to say a prayer, okay? I want you to be real brave. and <laughs> Really, it's, you don't have to be very brave. You just have to be really smart because sometimes we need to hear from the Lord. We just need to hear from the Lord. And as I pray, I want you to pray. I want you to say something like, Lord, you have permission. Say whatever you want to say to me. Interrupt me anytime you want to. If you want to call my name and say, I want you to bless that person, you have permission to do that. I know you wouldn't ask me to do it if I couldn't do it. You won't ask me to do it unless I could. You have permission to use me. There's an old hymn that says, Jesus, use me and please don't refuse me. Surely there's a work I can do. If I thought God was talking to other people and he never did talk to me, that hurt my feelings. 
So while I pray, I want you to pray, okay? Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for loving me. Thank you, Lord, for the times that you have just interrupted my day and in out-of-way places, at, at odd times, in odd situations, you've spoken to my heart and just lit me up. Thank you, Lord, for the times that that has happened. Oh, how that blessed my soul. Oh, how that has encouraged me. Thank you, Jesus, that I could touch somebody else's life because of it sometime, that I was able to, I'd be able to be your hand extended in this lost and dying world to people who don't know Jesus. And for one time, for one little moment, they saw a spark of the Holy Spirit in somebody else's life and knew that had to be God. Lord, use me. Speak to my heart. I give you permission, Lord. Interrupt me anytime you want to. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Bless this congregation, Lord. I pray blessings on them. Bless, bless the pastor and his family, Lord. I just, God, thank you for the ministry they have here. And, and thank you for this great youth pastor they have and his wife and, and their family, Lord. I just pray blessings on them. May this church always uh, minister the needs of this community, Lord, and reach souls before it's forever too late. I love you, Lord. May we be people that leave this place today, Lord. We're listening. As you said in your word, if you get, anybody's listening, if a person has a, ears to hear, let him hear. Not everybody's listening. Lord, I want to be one of them that's listening. I'll be able to say, speak, Lord. For, I'm listening. I'm listening. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless y'all.